serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets leave you blinded on a one-way street and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave david and connor dave stevens david sterling connor ennis i am tony pervenanzi it is a Sunday after the Loons played in St. Louis, which is a huge game. We will get to that because uh, it's a very it was a very good game. Uh, at least half of the game was good. Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we, I mean, we, I sound like a broken record around here, but for fuck's sakes, we had snow again Friday night. <laughs> um, I got yeah. eight and a half eight and a half fucking inches at my house. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Did you hear there was this report that uh, apparently this winter there was like it was like the third most snow yep. that um, Minneapolis has ever gotten? It's we're number three now. We're now cracked three. in at number three, and yeah, it, yeah. it, it was a full blown blizzard. I mean, Friday night, I think by yeah. by about nine ten o'clock at night here, mm-hmm. it was windy, yeah. snowing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. The roads mm-hmm. were terrible. Fr- late mm-hmm. Friday night, early Saturday morning, it, it was awful. Mm-hmm. And you know that ties into the loons. I uh, during a broadcast, you know, uh, last night, uh, the announcers were talking about Heath and he Heath complained about the travels. I guess they had a really rough landing into St. Louis. So I don't think it was snowing down there. I'm sure it wasn't. But uh, all the thunderstorms down there. Yeah. Weather all across the Midwest was bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it affected the loons and their travel on mm-hmm. Friday, I should say. So yeah, it's, it's bullshit, guys. And it was, yeah. you know, the thing was, as I as I saw the storm coming in, I'm like, well, it's going to be heavy, wet snow. It's going to melt pretty quick. So I'm not going to shovel my driveway or snowball my driveway. Well, I had to because eight and a half inches ain't going to melt off that quick. Right. So I had yeah. to do it. You know, it, it's a pain in the ass. Um, but, uh, you know, it's April. What do you, what do you expect? Really? Well, uh, David's down at there the very Florida, least, so. too. At, at the very yeah, at the very least, too, at least the, the stuff that's being shoveled off, whatever is left on your driveway is probably gone by now, too. It was gone. It was gone yesterday, Connor. I mean, it was yeah. crazy. It was like you shovel it and it was like it was done. It was like dried out. It was like, holy yeah. shit. Uh, I noticed the uh, MnDOT crews and anybody else did not use much sand or salt for this stuff because they're like, fuck it. We don't have enough left. That you know, was apparent. That, that was apparent Saturday morning. You know, I woke up and it was going to be relatively... Uh, miled out and i just mm-hmm. had to drive somewhere and i was like i was really surprised there was like on my i went a 20 minute drive 15 miles maybe i saw like four or five fresh like when i say fresh i mean the people were still in their cars in the ditch because the roads were still in terrible yeah. shape and i mean yeah. I, i'm glad i didn't have to drive late friday night because that would have been terrible well, yeah it's friday hard. night was bad it was we had a friend that we had a friend that had to stay over that night because there were like a mm-hmm. hundred some or 200 some accidents that night or so yeah. Crazy. So, right. so you ready yeah. for the uh, next storm on uh, what Tuesday, Wednesday? Right. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, we, oh. this is not a weather podcast. We won't get into it, but uh, I, I did yeah. hear that there might be another one coming. Yeah, that's going to be crack number two. That's yeah. right. That's right. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that w- that sucked. Uh, it was just a great start to my weekend, guys, because uh, then uh, my kids are both down with an illness, not COVID, some kind of crud, either the flu or some kind of crud. So uh, my wife decided to work yesterday, so I was playing Mr. Mom during the Loons game, uh, uh, taking care of animals and, uh, you know, feeding them food. And so I'm hoping that I don't come down with anything this week because 
This is the week before Easter. I have good Friday off. I want to stay healthy, get to the weekend. That's that. So, um, you guys do anything fun this weekend? Anything, anything good, you know? I spent Like, the day with uh, I spent the day with Austin yesterday. well, that's fun. Yeah, That's good. that was Good cool. times. It was just me and it was just me and him, and then I took him. We took him out to LTD uh, Brewery um, today, so that was kind of cool. LTD, there you go. Yeah, Uh, LTD, where's that? It's maybe another Hopkins. one I haven't. It's Okay, in downtown Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Uh, David, did you have anything fun going out this weekend down in Florida? Spring breakers Yeah, down there. Anything crazy? not really anymore. It's getting pretty calm. Uh, Yeah, I just uh, <clears throat> spent a lot of time enjoying our dozens of feet of sunshine. Um, that's about that's about all I did. <laughs> thanks david thanks Yep. you know i have to do this i have to do this now <laughs> Yeah. hey everybody we do we have a soundboard now everybody so uh we will be playing some sounds during That's this never podcast gonna get now that's never gonna get <laughs> old until like a podcast no or two this from now is on. this is gonna be the best podcast <laughs> ever it's gonna be awesome probably is yeah probably is yeah <laughs> we're all gonna be rolling our eyes in a couple weeks about that i'm sure Uh, probably no i'll get new sounds by then so um Yeah, uh, Dave, you anything fun to do this weekend? Anything good? well i mean the highlight was probably watching the loons match last night but i actually uh early in the day on saturday i went to uh sequest for the first time Oh. Mm. i think it's called sequest in it's at the rosedale mall Okay. but Yep. uh i didn't even know it was there just uh took Oh. ashley's nephew niece and nephew there for a little fun Mm hmm so went to the mall Oh. had a mall day i hadn't been out to the mall for any extended period of time in a long time so that that was interesting something i wouldn't normally do i always like doing things i don't normally do and that was definitely one of those so good day saturday leading up to the game so yeah Um, pouring into beers, guys, I just want to mention, if you're a Minnesota uh, sports fan, this is a great period to be around because we have the Loons, who we're going to talk about in a little bit. We're doing great. We have the Minnesota Twins, who are 3-0 uh, going into tomorrow's game. Uh, we have the Timberwolves and the Wild. Well, the Wild are going to be in the playoffs. The Timberwolves are fighting for a playoff spot. So we got lots of activity going on in uh, Minnesota sports land. Um, David, how did the, uh, how did the Brewers do this last weekend, opening weekend? Uh, let's see. We, uh, did very poorly game one in the Mm. season opener, and then we, uh, ended up winning games two and three. So, um, That's pretty good. yeah, I'd say, uh, being against the Cubs, that's a good way to start the season. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the twins are coming down to, well, I'd say your neck of the woods, but your state. My, they play Miami starting tomorrow, so that'd be Oh, we are have they a already? yeah, they are, Yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. We have a guest in the podcast, Liesel. Yeah, something tells me she won't Hi. interact with you at all. Bye, Liesel. Bye. Uh, no, it's been, it's again, uh, the start of the baseball season is always great. Um, <laughs> I know, uh, David, you've got the new catcher down there. Is it, uh, can, was it uh, the catcher from the uh, Contreras? Braves? Is A Contreras, it Contreras? yeah. Yeah, Yeah. got the new catcher. I'm sure he's is he doing okay so far? Do you know? Uh so I think he I think he had a hit in game in season opener, I think. But I don't think he played the last two now. You know, I know he didn't play it today. Um 
but the, you know the Brewers have always had a catcher issue. They have like three on the roster. Um, but I would imagine he'll get more time though. Tarantini played very well today, so they haven't had a good catcher since Matthew Lacroix, right? Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, he yeah. was good. Yeah. So enough talk about baseball, guys. Let's talk about beer. How about that? Should we should we talk about some beer? Should we? Sounds good to me. Sure. Talk about beer. Yes, we should. Oh yeah. See? The, yeah. Studio audience. Can studio we, audience. I can't wait to something. talk about the Ooh, game. As let's well. talk about beer. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh let's see. We have three we have three of uh uh Minnesota beers. David, I'm sure you have a Florida beer, right? That is correct. Right. Let's start in the land of Florida. David, what are you drinking tonight from Florida? So technically it's not a beer. Uh, it is a hard cider. Okay. It is from Three Daughters. Uh, and I think, actually, the last time I had Three Daughters on, it was also a hard cider. I don't think about it. Um, it is a raspberry lemonade. Mm-hmm. And 5.5% um, alcohol. So nothing significant. Tart, fruity. And... Um, they say it's a boozy spin on a summer classic. It's really good. I mean, this is, I mean, I've always liked hard ciders, um, especially, especially sociable. I love going to sociable. Um, and Three Daughters does a lot of them. So I was excited to see that. Um, yeah, this is really tasty. It's fantastic when it's 87 and humid as it has been the last few days. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's, it's, it's a good beer, uh, or cider. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. So we got a cider from Florida. Uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I, you know, in our text thread yesterday, earlier in the day, I saw you guys were kind of taking photos of your your beers that we're having, I think Saturday. And, uh, yeah, shout out to David, your beer. I don't know where you got it. It must've been from a neighbor, Burlington, Vermont, my hometown. So that was, uh, yes, my neighbor is, uh, from Vermont. Oh, cool. Awesome. Anyways, so that being said, I just had to throw that out there because I thought that was awesome. But uh, Tony, your your text was kind of interesting because you had a beer from Lupulin. I believe it was the Hooney. Is it? Hooey. Yeah, Hooey. The Hooey. Sorry. Yeah, Hooey. Yeah, of Mm -hmm. course. I've had that before. Great beer. But what the funny thing was, just moments before you sent that text, I was actually thinking about going up to Lupulin because it's one of the few remaining indoor places that we have on our sidewalk dog pass where we can actually bring Merlin inside. So I, I was almost, I almost pulled the trigger, almost went up there. I didn't. Uh, so I decided instead I'd pick up some beers from Lupulin Brewing Company and uh, ended up going with a beer that I have not had. And I don't know how long it's been out, but uh, it's called the Wobbly Walrus and it's, it's a uh, triple IPA. Just, we just oh had that. Boy. on the podcast. Did you? Yeah, we just had, I had Did that. Uh, was probably, what was that? Like two or three weeks ago. Oh, well, maybe maybe that's yeah. what um, it was a combination of your text mm-hmm. and seeing you enjoy a, a beer from Lupulin because, mm-hmm. I mean, I've always liked Lupulin and I've I've had it many times, but I feel like I haven't mm-hmm. I've picked up something from them lately. So I was overdue. Mm-hmm. But so I won't spend too much time on it other than to say I kind of wanted to get into your club. And maybe that's another reason, because I was going to roll into the fact that I know you and I believe it was Connor. Maybe David had these high ABV beers and nice. I have not you know, at least a, a, quite a while. So I figured what the heck I'm going to go with it. And that that's the other reason I picked this one is because it was the high ABV just to join in the party, so to speak. Yeah. So I won't spend too much time. It's 10%. That's why I went there, but yeah, it is, 
it's a triple IPA. It's, it's very juicy and tropical and maybe just echoing some of the things you said. It's mm-hmm. the dangerous part is it doesn't taste like a 10% beer. It goes down pretty, pretty smooth and easy. So Oof, that's, that is that's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. That's, I told you that's the one, my, that's the one that Jamie got for me. I believe the one that she wanted to okay. kill me with. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that was, that was the one. Yeah. Wally Laros. All yeah. right. Well, I, I, I second to your review. It's good and, and tasty, even though it's uh, a little dangerous. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dave. Great, great beer, by the way. That's a that's a good beer. It is. Yeah. Uh, Connor, do you have a new brewery tonight? I do. Uh, and I actually did mention it a little bit earlier uh, without even realizing it. But um, you did. Uh, I went, as, as I mentioned before, I went to LTD Brewing in Hopkins, Minnesota, which is actually uh, my wife and I have some history with. Uh, we had our second date at LTD Brewing. Um, and, is, that, uh, is, that a, is that how Austin came around? Oh, that was way too early for Austin. I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but there was uh, they have a an American IPA. They call it the Alter Hop, and it's it's classified as oh no, it's not classified. It's like um they call it their Vic Secret and Australian Galaxy Edition, and uh, there's not really a there's not really a uh. Oh, a classic IPA brewed with two, with American two-row barley and dry hopped with Vic Secret hops and Australian Galaxy hops. Um, <laughs> it's six point. It's six point uh, alcohol. And the reason I'm being a little slow and talking is because I had a couple of these when I was at IPA uh, when I was at the brewery, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, the last time I had eaten before that was brunch. So I Ooh, got my man. wife and I got a little buzzed. And yeah. uh, so yeah. we're acting a little slow. We we just put our son down uh, a little bit late tonight. So that's why I was late getting on with you guys. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's understandable. It's very good. But, yeah. but it's very good. It's dry. It's hoppy. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's nice. very good. Yeah. Every time I see LTD Brewing, which I've, I think I've had a couple of their beers, I always think of LSD. Like, LTD. <laughs> L- I mean, seriously, it's like you want to. I, when I went to write it down today, I was like LSD. I'm like, no, it's LTD, not well, LSD. You know, there is actually a story with the name. Uh, they uh, LTD actually stands for Living the Dream, um, mm-hmm. and uh, there is a brewery out in Denver, uh, in Colorado. It's called Living the Dream Brewery. But before they called themselves Living the Dream, they tried LTD, and so. Oh. Um, Having named themselves LTD, the LTD and brewery brewery in Hopkins found out about it and was just like, "Hey, you got to change your name. You know, it's uh, this is this is our yeah. name. You know, yeah. Um, which also we've been to the one. My wife and I have been to the one in Denver too. But uh, yeah, that's that's how that happened. So, uh, is this brewery named after the Ford car? Because that's, that's what I think of when I hear no, LTD. No. <laughs> for LTD. No. No, you name a brewery after a car. David opened up called Taurus, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Taurus. Right. Well, and that would only be slightly better than naming it after the Ford LTD. I would say, <laughs> no, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you and Johnny could go in together because Johnny had a Taurus too. So yeah, I had t- I had two yeah. of them. Over the you could call it Taurus Brewing. Yeah, good times. Well, good, Connor. Uh, nice new brewery on the podcast. Fantastic. Um, guys, I got a beer from a brewery I've gotten beer from before. 
a couple times, some ire up here in Elk River. I got it from Napa Valley Liquor in Otsego, my local liquor store, which I found out yesterday is under new ownership. So uh, good luck to them. Um, I got the I Am Groot, the hazy IPA from them. That's 6, uh, 6%, uh, 14 IBUs. I can't really find any information on it because the guys at Ayer don't put up all their beers online about what's going on with them. Uh, but it's a hazy IPA. It is fantastic. It's got a little citrus to it. It goes down pretty damn smooth. Uh, 6% is not too bad. So uh, the uh, uh, what, what, what scale were you on with, guys? The uh, Was it the fuck you up scale? Oh, is yeah. That, scale that, that works, game. I guess. Yeah, and Dave's Dave's fuck you up scale today. Dave, your beer is like ten. Yes, and mine's yeah. mine's like a mine's like a four or five. You know, it's not too bad. So um, yeah, it's great right. beer from Ayer. Those guys are great. Um, I obviously they're Marvel fans, are they? I oh, was yeah. just oh, thinking, yeah. what is that yeah. character from? I can't off the top. I don't watch yeah. a lot of those movies, no. but what's the movie? That's Guardians so, of the uh, Galaxy. Guardians yeah. of Galaxy. Guardians of Galaxy. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy three comes out, I think, in a month. So yeah, uh, which is so the, excited which is the final one. Yeah, yeah. I better mm-hmm. see. I better see number two. I've only seen the first one. Well, yeah, you should. You should yeah. see number two. Yeah, we've um, had a lot of hazy the... IPAs uh, recently. Maybe that's the uh, yeah. spring spring beer choice for us. Spring beer. Well, that's, that's good. Except it's not spring yet. The outside <laughs> yeah. really meteor with that. Meteorologically, it's it's uh, <laughs> yes, it's it is spring. spring technically. It's April for fuck's sake. I mean, come yeah. on ridiculous it's it's a shame i mean there's been years not you know not too long ago i mean where i'm golfing on saint patty's day literally like yeah this is not one of those years like that was reminding me of like i think last year we had a snowstorm like april 15th i believe not sure she was reminding yes it was the 15th yeah yeah it definitely happens you you don't always expect it but it definitely happens over the years for sure Yeah. yeah it does yeah. I just like, uh, yeah, once the baseball season starts, yeah, I'm definitely over winter. It should be springtime. Let's go, you know. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so good beers all around, guys. Let's move on to the Loons game, uh, which was last night, uh, which was in St. Louis, which we all decided was like, uh, well, some two of us decided it was going to be a loss. Somebody decided it was going to be a draw. And one person, don't know who that would be. Said, mm. "Fuck you, St. Louis. We're gonna beat the shit out of you." Yeah, I don't and, remember uh, who that was either. But uh, I don't it, recall. I don't know that that score line would have been "beat the shit out of you." I yeah. don't. Care. I it's don't a care. Typical score. I think I don't. A pretty over exaggerated statement there. Hey, we won. Okay, but I'm. I'm. We're, we won. Well, Everybody listens to this podcast. Everybody listens to this podcast. No yeah, one exactly. knows we won. We don't need to dance around. So we don't need to dance around. Uh, guys who win this game without Robin Lude again, uh, he was ill. Uh, we yep. don't know exactly what he had. I know Boxy was ill too, but he came and played. Uh, new guy, uh, from South Korea, he got his green card and was set to go and got his passport. He got did get his passport, and everything, he was and good to go. But all the reports no. were. All the reports were saying yeah. that he was going to make it down there Friday night, you know, and then even knowing that, you know, we, we weren't expecting him to start, of course, because mm-hmm. he hadn't trained with the team that week at mm-hmm. all. Uh, but it sounded like it sounded like people around the team, including the media and even Heath, was kind of like mm-hmm. optimistic that he might get a chance to mm-hmm. sub in late into the game. But he didn't he didn't but make no. the trip. I wonder if no. it had anything to do with the weather. I mean, 
It could have. Well, yeah, it could have exactly. Like right. Could have things like that. Yeah, yeah. like cancellation, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, he was flying solo, so maybe he couldn't get on a flight or what have you. But so he wasn't on the bench. Um, we did play the four four two once again, uh, because Which of Robin Lud was... being gone, I believe. Um, we'll Good. see. I mean. I mean, maybe, maybe not. It's that's what we were kind of talking about that last night during the game. It'll be interesting to see when Robin Lude gets back. I mean, we, let's hope he's healthy and, and is fit for this week in Chicago. But um, it'll be interesting to see if they keep rolling out that same four four two because it was kind of refreshing yesterday seeing them roll out again with the four four two. It had it had worked, you know, and obviously maybe it's something. Maybe it's going to be a mainstay. We've seen it two weeks in a row now. That's something that you, we aren't. We don't usually expect to see from Heath, you know, oh. straying away from his four two three one. Can I, yeah, can, can yeah, I just, yeah. Can I just I say mean, before we move on here, is that we talked about the four four two in depth. I think this off season, and then yeah, did, did we so. not? Did we so. not talk about going yeah. into like maybe doing it? The possibility. No, was it wasn't yeah. our wish list specifically David's, you know? And then yeah. you know, another another yeah. thing I'll say, I'll set you up, David, but like another thing that we have going is let's assume that um Jung makes it down to Minnesota if he's not already. Let's I assume he might be. So that throws another forward, you know, into the mix. And maybe it's just even more. I, and I think those were essentially Heath's comments, basically, if you want to read between his lines. That that maybe they would stick with the four four two, especially with John coming in. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I four four two has always been on my wish list. <laughs> I mean, we're not playing it the way I'd like to. I'd rather prefer the diamond. But um, yeah, we talked about this in the off season. Um, you know, and that was mainly because we had two forwards in Mender and and Weiss, and now we have three forwards. <laughs> um, which makes it even more, I think, imperative we do a two, two forward system, whatever that may be. But um, you know, like Dave, you said it was successful. It was it was really successful uh, against Vancouver as well. Um, and maybe that's what you're talking about. Um, it was success successful last night as well. So I mean, yes, te- technically, when Minnesota scored the goal, they weren't necessarily in that four four two. Let's put it that way. But um, yeah, you know. So it's possible they weren't, but at the same time, it might have been. It, it was it, it was a little shit. It was a little yeah. Hard to tell I mean, after. it was maybe the four two three one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, wasn't that after Mender went off? It was. Then that's yeah, why I was. brought that up. I mean, yeah. so technically, yeah. you're down to one true striker. So they might have, and they brought on. I think they brought at that point. You know, when Hassani Dotson came in, I think he came in to play the more true center attacking mid role. Yeah, he, 10, he was so definitely in a 10 role. Um, right. You know, but I think what's interesting is um, I, I think Bongi was playing a little bit higher than what um, than what you would think in a 4-2-3-1. So I think it was a 4... I mean, it was a 4-2-3-1, but it was kind of weird. Like, yeah. it was yeah, almost no, no, like it, a 4-2-2-2 two, two, two or something like that. Right. It was definitely yeah. weird. Um, yeah. But... but on the- Stop bursting my bubble with my like liking of the successful four four two. But yeah, like otherwise, I don't know if it was a surprise that they were in the four four two, especially given the circumstances without loot. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, otherwise, no major surprises, I guess, other than you know, maybe 
I don't know. Do you think, I mean, do you think DJ Taylor is going to be preferred, the preferred choice in, at the right wing over Valentin going forward? I mean, maybe mm. that, that was, you the, know, only, it, was the only so, other thing that made me raise my eyebrow. I, I think it's so up and down with him. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he had a, he had a couple good crosses, uh, a few good crosses, um, you know, but at the same time, and I, I hate to sound like I'm constantly going after Bongi, but it just feels like everything that goes up the right side is very disjointed. Um, and I don't know if that's a DJ Taylor thing or if that's a Bongi thing um, or if that's a situation where uh, the front, whoever's in front, um, is just more comfortable with Franco. I think uh, that's leading it. the attack. I mean, it's really hard to tell. And I think I mean, that's it. You can even though I, I could be, I could play devil's advocate and even say, well, if they're more comfortable with Franco, doesn't that mean that's a bongy issue? <laughs> um, so I, I just don't know. I, I think um, DJ Taylor has had his moments where I've been like, oh my god, what's happening? Um, and he, he's had his moments where it's been very good. So. Um, Valentin, though, is I've liked him when he's been out there. I've liked him. So it, it's hard to yeah. I mean, I, I thought we did well. I mean, defensively, we did superbly. Absolutely. So, um, I th- you know, but I think, I think that right side's a bit rough. Yeah, I think that's it. And I will get into it later for maybe different reasons. But I mean, for me, it was like it was the, the curve in Ariaga to 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 Franco kind of coming up more more often on the left side. That connection was strong. Franco really stood out to me. I rewatched the game again today and he really stood out now good and bad, but a lot of good. Well, and he's kind of, he, he's a big key to the cock, but anyways, let's, let's talk about Franco in this first half though, because 19 minutes in, he gets a yellow card. Um, stupid bullshit. And, call. Um, it wow. was a stupid yeah. call. I've seen the and, replay like 10 times and I, I'm not yeah. even sure there was contact there. I, I don't think there was, there was, there was, yeah. I mean, I even I commented to you guys that, my father-in-law, who doesn't really watch soccer or doesn't watch soccer, um, he even he even said he's like he never touched him. He never touched yeah, him. Man. And then we yeah. saw the replay, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. He didn't. I didn't touch him. No, it was a flop." Yeah. The problem is, he gets a yellow card at that point, and then a couple minutes later, he gets a foul on another play, yeah. and now he's kind of in the the uh, the bad zone. Here, in the last fine. warning zone. Yeah, he was yeah. clean. He was clean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not yeah. falling for that no, again. Not falling for that one. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 I wonder <laughs> if maybe maybe the referee was having kind of second thoughts on the yellow card decision because if you're gonna obviously we all agree on this if you're gonna if you're gonna give a Franco a yellow card it would be on the second foul there later on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So I wonder if he was maybe having second thoughts about and, his decision. Yeah, you know, and it was funny because. uh Minnesota United's Twitter tweeted out um, a video clip of Trap talking to the referee, and they said master negotiator. And then, Dave, I think that's exactly it. I think, I think it wasn't so much Trap as it was the referee realizing that that should never have been a yellow to begin with, and so he yeah. let this slide yeah. because he wasn't going to give him a second yellow and boot him when he should never even had a yellow to begin with. Right. 
Right. And you know, the, uh, I think he, w- along with realizing that, he realized also that it was uh, Frank. It was Franco's first un- foul, quote unquote foul, uh, at the time right. when he gave the yellow cards. So it's a little bit early to be giving out yellow cards. That combined with what you're saying now, David, that's um, that. That I think is what was going through uh, the ref's mind. So yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, that was frustrating when you know. Um, just again, just listening to the announcers when, you know, they, they didn't imply this, but they suggested that, oh, because of where it was on the field inside the box, was it, or is it just outside the box? His first one that is, yeah, yeah. Warrants a card because of the location. I'm like, well, come on. A foul is a foul. A card's a card wherever it occurs. Yeah. You know, and there's no rule there. I mean, there are, I should say there are rules, right? explaining what should be you know a yellow car or whatever and that is definitely not a rule <laughs> i mean it, yeah. it's just not there's nothing in the rule book that says if it's within the attacking third and you're behind the the attacking player it's a yellow card i mean that's, yeah doesn't that's ludicrous yeah. yeah yeah well guys the first half really wasn't that exciting the only thing for- tony yeah Tony, yeah, the only other thing I'll throw in there before you want to move forward is the, they kind of maybe they were listening to us last week because the one thing I was been complaining about, everybody's been complaining about really is is the slow start that the loons would get off to at the beginnings of both halves, really. But uh, much to my surprise, I think uh, this game was a little bit different. They actually Minnesota was the more pressing side, I think, in the first say ten minutes of the game. Now, yeah, you know, I think you're right. Um, I, I I almost feel like. Even though St. Louis controlled the vast majority of the possession in the first half, um, I think they were kind of caught off guard a bit by the fact that we matched their pressure intensity a little. Um, I think it threw them off, and it threw them off the entire match. Now, to be fair, that flipped, I don't know, after the 10th minute sometime. And then there there was a portion in that match I was saying, oh, this is going to be a long night. This is going to be right. tough to sustain their yes. pressure, but yeah. that wasn't. I'm just my point was I think the first ten minutes of the game was a pleasant surprise because we had seen exactly the opposite in a lot of the more recent matches for the Loon. So it was nice to see him get off to a better start, even though that kind of flipped as we got further into the first half. Yeah. But they did weather the storm, and I thought the the defense, although you know, not 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 just the defense, there were some turnovers and whatnot, but it was a really gritty defense i think a really strong defense you, you could the effort level was incredibly high to kind of stave off some of that st louis pressure so that was and nice to see they had a plan right yep. david the the back line had a plan uh during yeah. this game i mean it, things yeah the the cliche for soccer is you know organized defense you know mm-hmm. um it's a very cliche statement and that's exactly what it was though i mean they were organized. They knew what they needed to do. The, I mean, they were so, so set in what they were doing. It didn't matter how much our midfield coughed the ball up, which was a lot. Um, I mean, it, they were ready. That yeah. the center back pairing, Topias and Boxy. I mean, they were ready for everything, and that is, uh, I, I think that's a testament to training. Um, considering that they've never played together um, previous this year and they've actually not played together, what, uh, two games or just one game? Um, so, I mean, they're not, there's no way that they're familiar with each other to a point that they can be this solid together. And <clears throat> they, they've done phenomenal 
Yeah, um, I think t- well, you can only hope that you can only hope that's a sign that uh, the defense is just going to get better from here uh, as right. they get to playing more and more throughout the season uh, because they could, um, as they go further into the season, they'll become more familiar and they'll know how to back each other up. Yeah. So hopefully that'll turn into a, one of the elite pairings in the MLS. And it, you know, and that, the other thing about four four two, you know, you start whittling away at that defensive midfield. Um, so when you have a four four two, and to have the center backs having to play together and new to this season, and then playing in a, a relatively new formation, um, and play together that well when they're losing to some extent the defensive coverage that they have usually in a four, two, three, one and, and maintain all that is fantastic. Connor, yeah, I agree Connor. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And Connor, that's a, that's a scary statement, not for loons fans, but uh, it's a scary statement if they're only going to get better, because what are we looking at? Three goals allowed in five matches. Right. Um, that's pretty yeah. impressive already. And that's with rotating pieces. They've, you know, due to inter- injury or international duty, they've had, they've had to mix and match a little bit. So it's all the more impressive. Yeah. Right. And, it, you know, it all goes back to the bend, not break, right? I mean, that's what our team has been from, well, since 2019. Um, obviously, 17 and 18, it was just break, 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 right. break. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's how we've always – that's how Heath has managed this defense. Mm-hmm. And he's made it work. Um, they and do he's work. making it work again this year. Yeah. So. Well, I think uh... – Tapias is in the conversation for a uh, top eleven uh, player this year well, in terms he, of being center back. Yeah, I mean, was, it, he, great, great signing by the way. I mean, great absolutely. signing by Heath in the front yeah. office. And a, bar- uh, a relative and, bargain too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And didn't didn't and, um, didn't wasn't he voted man of the match uh, by I don't know fans? Yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, by the fans. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. This isn't the first time. And yeah. I, yeah, and shout out to Boxel as well because Boxel could have been in that consideration if you're going to go that road of picking a center back, which I think is a great choice. But, I mean, Boxel stood up to to um, Klaus for a good majority of that match. He did, yeah. A good but majority. I think what he, I think what Boxy has learned in these first couple games with Tapias is that he can be the guy who sits back a little bit and lets Tapias be the guy defensively. And do all that like athletic work and stuff, and boxing can just be his like you know bruising type of center back type of deal. Well, you know, you I know, think I that's think... I think that's the uh, the role he was used to when he was paired with Ike too. So exactly right. Uh, so he's yeah. back. He's back with an Ike type of deal where you know Tapia's can do all those crazy things out in front of Boxy, and Boxy's your 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 back guy sitting there just waiting, um, and he doesn't have to do as much as he did last year i think you know when he was having all the issues he had last year remember we were talking about boxy's lost a step boxy doesn't look as good as he used to well i think boxy was pressing himself to do a lot of things that he normally wouldn't do now he can go yeah. back to what he's good at yeah you know with Topius, and he trusts Topius. that's the other thing too if you trust a guy as your center back mate you trust him to do what he needs to do you're not worried about doing some things that you don't want to do yeah. Uh, so they're looking. They're looking great. I mean, they're looking great right now. Which makes the signing all the more impressive for Tapias because mm-hmm. you've got uh, and someone who could be an Icopara caliber defender in the MLS, mm-hmm. and uh, now uh, now this is God. This I just realized it, it, this is going to be 
a scary good year for the Minnesota defense. I I think they could they could be the best defense in the in at least the Western Conference. Before we move on to the second half, guys, I want to ask David the question. I think he brought this up before. When Tapias was signed, you saw people online say it was 50-50 about he was good or he sucked. Right, yeah. And it was yeah. interesting because I was like, well, shit, if half the people think he's great, half the people think he sucked, I mean, what are we getting here? Are we getting a you know Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type of guy who's going to go on these runs of greatness and then suck for a couple of games? Yeah, you I know, mean, I think one of the things that might have been the issue there is, you know, fans have short memories. And what happened literally his last game was he was on the losing end of, I think it was a, I think it was a 4-1 loss, and he was to blame for a couple of those goals, I think it was, maybe even three of them, something. It, he had a very bad game, that game. And so that was... I'd like to think that's what it was. I think the the fans that were saying good riddance were they had a short memory. They were remembering what had just happened. That Tapia's had a bad game, and everybody has a bad game, right? I mean, right. It, it's going to happen now and then. Um, and so I think that's maybe what it was. Um, I'd like to think so because I mean, so far what I've seen um, mm-hmm. has looked pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, guys, we get in the second half, and it's nil-nil, so a pretty boring first half. But Yeah, and that's why I said, you know, well, it was, kind of, it was a good first half because we held held them scoreless. You know, that's how I look. Would, I, I, mean, would I take was... a draw? Would we take a draw in St. Louis? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, that St. Louis is doing great. We're doing fairly good. I mean, we have some draws, but we have no losses. But get on that uh, – we kick off the first half, the second half, guys, and there's a lot of different, there's a lot of action going on. Oh, yeah. And this was, was the, this half was a back and forth type of deal. It oh, was, yeah. it, it was, end, it was end mm-hmm. to end. And what was most surprising was basically, I mentioned the good start to the first half, but then it was, it looked like St. Louis was going to be the team that was going to apply the pressure all night long and it was going to be a long night mm-hmm. for this Minnesota club. But it was mm-hmm. so crazy how, Again, another strong start to the second half for the Loons. Um, everything flipped. I mean, everything flipped for the positive for the most part. So it was really, really surprised. I mean, possession went up for Minnesota. Not that that necessarily matters, but it seemed like everything improved. Passing, you know. Granted, yeah. we Minnesota still ended up with one shot on target, which obviously Armory knocked in later in the second half here. But every basically everything got better and that surprised me how especially how the last part of the first half you know finished i I was kind of expecting the worst and much to my surprise it was minnesota that was clearly the better team for most of the second half at least yeah i agree with that yeah Yeah. Uh, yeah and you know the there the x goal skyrocketed in the second half um there were now with the exception of the last, you know, 15 minutes, um, the, you know, possession went way up for Minnesota. Um, our act, you know, Dave, like you said, accuracy was a lot better on the passing. Um, we were putting in a significantly higher number of attacks per minute. I mean, we were just really on the front foot at all times. And I remember, um, reading an article, I, I think it was on MLS. 
um, today, um, how St. Louis was saying we were accustomed to defending on the front foot and pushing that forward all the way through. And they were just constantly on the back foot from the second half, since the start of the second half on. And they just could not recover from that. And they did a little bit, actually, towards the end of the game. But um, they just, you know, everything fizzled out. Every time they got a they got an, a, a possession going, it would just fizzle. And if you look at their passing, um, the passing networks, it kind of gets a little bit up past midfield and it starts going lateral. Like all their passes mm-hmm. start going lateral. That's all they did. Um, I, I commented on how it seemed like their game plan was um, just foul and foul and foul. Oh, um, and that's what they were doing. Like that's yeah. all they could do was foul. And mm-hmm. shockingly, that's what they've done this entire season, actually. And I'm starting to wonder if this whole this defense, Tony, we were talking about before we started recording, if the way we play defense is the recipe to beating St. Louis, because mm-hmm. all we did was let them pass back and forth, back and forth. They get the they get a foul, they break up mm-hmm. our possession. You know, they cause disruption, right? And then they finally get our get the ball back, and then we just stop them, and they just have mm-hmm. to go back and forth, and it would fizzle mm-hmm. up. Um, yep. And it, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we pressured and pressured and pressured. The great thing, uh, Bongi was fantastic on defense last night. Franco was really good defensively last night. I had mentioned how I felt like he was pretty timid in the second half. Um, which I think had a lot to do with the being on a warning for a second yellow, but he still did very well tracking back and he had a couple tackles in the second half. I mean, yeah. we don't really even have to talk about the offense because I well, think we just did so well defensively <laughs> that the, the mishaps that we had a little bit in the offense um, kind of get overshadowed. Good transition. I think uh, I think you mentioned expected goals and you know, jumped up in the second half, and that was a specific moment where that happened, and that would have been the the 55, 55th minute where actually I think it was off a turnover, but basically Bongi ended up taking control of the ball. Nice run straight down in the middle of the pitch, got it off to Mender Garcia on a nice run from Mender as well, and then I think the goalkeeper pushed him out wide, but he had a b- ball that was almost on target just off the frame, um, just so close, you know, you kind of expect Mender to make that, especially, you know, he scored a couple goals here recently for the club and, and then off the frame. And then that's when Luis got a chance at it, it looked like a golden opportunity, but basically mishit it wide. Right. Yep. Um, I think that's when the expected goal jumped because quite frankly, you expected a goal there out of Mender or Luis, one of the two and couldn't yep. happen, but, but it was, yeah, I'm crediting. It was unfortunate to see the misses, but it was a credit to Bongi, you know, running through traffic to take that. And that, that, that was impressive. And, but I mean, that was just building up. I mean, that was 10 minutes after the start of the second half, but it had already been building up. I mean, that was, yeah. Minnesota had deserved a goal by that point because they were the better team for the first 10, 15, you know, most of the second half actually. And so that, that was a frustrating moment, but at least it was, for me, it was an extremely pleasant to surprise. Cause I, here I am expecting the worst. Oh, this is going to be a long night. Hopefully we can hang on, but no, now I started to believe that, Hey, you know, Minnesota is looking like the better club for sure. And it's, yeah. it's uh let's not forget about DSC and all this DSC. Oh, and, yes. at least oh for a sure. Save, yeah. A save or two. Uh, he only had two. But, 
uh, yeah. crucial saves, right? Yeah, they were yes, all they sure. were pretty big mm-hmm. saves. Uh, mm-hmm. Stuff saves where DSC had to work for it. That's for sure. But his his defense, his back line was making it so he wasn't getting too many shots. He had to freaking deal with that were yeah. too hard. I think a lot of yeah. them were pretty easy. There was, like you said, there's a couple that were he had to make a move and, and deflect a shot. But his his back line, I hope he bought them some uh, uh, Starbucks yeah. coffees after the game or something because uh, they look good. And, and that's I, that's a good. I'm glad you brought that up, Tony. Because yeah, I think obviously he had that huge save in the second half. That mm-hmm. that was definitely a reflex save there. But like I think it was his decision. What doesn't show up in the stats in the box score was his decision making throughout the game. So yeah, okay, you can say he had this many saves or what, but he made some crucial decisions, you know, whether it was coming off his line, I think it was in the second half to kick, you know, get to a ball that could have been huge danger and kick it out safely. And then even I think on set pieces like corners, you know, he made proper decisions, whether to trust his defense or to go up and get it or not get it. I think Mm -hmm. his decision-making in this game was huge. Not so, okay, fine. Two saves, but the decision-making was top of the charts it was really really good yeah can we, um, can we... go ahead Dave. oh I, I was just going to say i think one thing we need to point out is um our passing i mean we've kind of mentioned it already but our passing we almost were at um well we were at our season high um but we we finally maybe broken out of that slump of terrible passing i mean we had um Yay! Good, good passing. Good passing. I mean, we had Dotson, Amaria, Mender, uh, Ariaga, Trap, uh, Topius, and Boxel were all over eighty percent. Um, that I don't know has ever happened. I mean, but then even in crosses, we had uh, Topius has one for one. Uh, Amaria was one for one. Um, you know. It, Dribbles, even I haven't seen these numbers all season. Like we were, most players were forty percent or higher, which is good. Um, I mean, you can't complain about this. Our possession, our passing was significantly better, and it wasn't like it was just a second half thing. Um, we actually did solid um, in the first half as well. Um, it's just we did significantly better in the second half um so i mean you you see how these things work i mean we're we're getting into the groove of what we're doing even even as the season goes on i think it's going to get even better i don't i don't think there's a lot to complain about right now quite honestly no well Uh, i mean i no no there isn't i mean i think the only thing you would you know i said how tremendous and we all agree that you know three goals in in five matches is incredible. It really is. But I think the, if you were going to complain, it would it would be the you know the six goals that they've scored in those five games. They've only managed, but that would be but one it, complaint. But yeah, you know, I, I think the I would counter that with that to get those goals. We're talking about confidence issues, right? You know, if you're if you're doing poor on first touches. If you're doing poor on getting your shots on frame, that's usually a confidence thing, right? It's it's not necessarily a technical thing. It's not necessarily a you know a issue with training. It's just that sometimes your confidence level needs to get a boost, right? And I think that that's a good place to be. 
we're doing better defense. I mean, we're doing fantastic defensively. We're doing better in the past and the past is getting better. Um, we're doing better in possession. Our, our dribbling is looking better as our confidence grows. Everything else is going to come on too. I mean, it, one thing for sure, you know, Luis, he is incredibly confident from the spot. And that's a good thing because sometimes if you're not really confident in your shooting, you're not going to be confident from the spot. And it, and it's just one of the, you know, it's like the yips, right? Um, and so I, I think I, I want to counter that with, you know, yeah, we've only scored six goals, but those are things that are going to come as we get into the season and we get more comfortable. Let's, uh, you know what, David, I'm going to let you go on a Luis and Maria rant after we're done with this game, uh, because I think we need to. Uh, there are some people who are not happy with Luis and uh, also the Mender thing, and there's there's a lot of back and well, forth. People think it's gotten into are... another thing to be upset with Heath. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly right. So that, that's a, that's been I think a, a lot of we're we're seeing a lot of pro Heath at least in the last few weeks. I think we are. Uh, I was certainly. Yeah. Pro Heath. I mean, the, the, his ability or I, willingness, I guess I would say, to make lineup changes, oh. formation changes, substitutions have been better in the second half. It looks like so. Well, yep. we'll we'll go on a little rant after the game, but right. Let's guys, let's get into the one goal of this game that came on a penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the penalty, you could say. I don't know. Well, was it a was uh, it a penalty? It was, was a, penalty. a penalty. It was, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. it was. Well, Here's the thing. of, of all you... the calls that happened, though, like uh-huh. that's probably the the lightest call the the ref could have called. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Maybe you could. Yeah, Connor. That that's a good point. The I think if you're St. Louis, you're extremely frustrated with that call because it it the he, you know Luis Armaria he you know he was tripped in the box and, but the problem, the problem if you're a St. Louis fan is that it was a totally unnecessary foul too. Like, I don't think, I, I think it was the, that play was already covered up basically. I don't think, yeah. I don't think Luis would have scored. I don't, it, was, it wasn't right. like he was streaking down and, and, you know, it was a, a last defender situation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't obviously, I, I don't think, I don't think anything would have came of that play if, if, if he had let, you know, I, I'm sorry, I can't think of the guy who fouled him, but Luis, but I think that I think it would have gone to nothing basically for Minnesota. Yeah, I, I mean, I mentioned that he had no play on that ball, absolutely none. There, there was no reason to make any sort of attempt because the, if there's one thing that's going to happen, if you do that in the box, you're, you're toast. I mean, you're going to be toast. And that ball was five yards in front of him. And there is nothing he was going to do. And it, all you had to do was basically stand there. And it, it would have gone to the goal you know, or maybe even gone to the, out completely. I don't remember what the angle was. Um, but, I mean, it would have been nothing. Yeah, he, Dave, you're right. The fans should, St. Louis fans should be incredibly frustrated at that the interesting thing about this though is and i mean i feel for them a little bit but uh, i love st louis but that i feel for them but the fact was you know i think was it just i can't remember the exact minute off the top of my head but not long before 
Bongi, in my opinion, got fouled a clear grab of the jersey. Definitely. Now, yeah. So, I mean, I was screaming penalty, penalty, penalty when Bongi's jersey got clearly grabbed. I guess you could make an argument and because they, they looked at it. They must have said maybe he was already going to the ground. Sure. Yeah. Not, there's not clear and obvious, but still, as a fan, I'm screaming penalty, penalty, penalty. Grabbed his jersey. You can't deny that. So, I mean, I, I expected a penalty there. So it was kind of ironic. But this was in that period where Minnesota was really, you know, their best chances came in this time. And it was just, it kind of, you know, I, I think, I guess technically it was a penalty. But, yeah, Connor, your point is a good one. Like, you know, the ref, eh, you know, he's called some things. He didn't call some things. So why is he choosing to call this when it wasn't yeah. defender of last resort? It wasn't, you know, it, I mean, well, I guess technically it's a penalty. And, you know, it is what it probably. is. Yeah. So. Amaria gets uh, gets penalty. He decides to take the penalty kick. And guess what, guys? Amaria scores. <laughs> he cashed in. Cash money. He cashed in. Yeah, and then you know what he does. You know, you know what he does to the fans and say, "Did you guys see the little yeah the, the, the hands ear, up to yeah. the ear? Hey yep. guys, what's up?" Uh, which is, I mean, yeah, you got to do that, especially in St. Louis <laughs> yeah. when they're all they're all high and muddy right now. And you know you gotta. Uh, Sorry, go Tony. Go ahead. Well, uh, what I was gonna say is, uh, after this goal, uh, St. Louis, I don't think they knew what the frick to do. Yeah, I mean seriously, I don't think they they knew what was going on. They were like, "Shit, we're the seventy sixth minute. What do we do? What's yeah?" And And, you know, it's uh, Luis. First off, hats off to Luis. It was a very well taken penalty. Uh, nice, nice and powerful. Um, just kind of a little bit to the left. Um, that Berkey drove, drove a little bit too far for. Um, so well done to Luis. Uh, yeah. But yeah, David, you touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, I think what uh, what Minnesota did, uh, especially in the last fifteen minutes, is they kind of paved a paved a blueprint to show the MLS how to beat St. St. Louis city, because obviously everyone's like, Oh, St. Louis city is the big expansion side who can't be beat. They've won all five, five of their first games. Um, then Minnesota came in and just kind of showed them, Hey, we, uh, we can show you how to beat these guys. We, uh, we are still attacking. We're still kind of playing up a little bit. Uh, and St. Louis didn't know what to do with that. Just like they had all game. Yep. And it, you know, what's interesting is um, thanks to Blake for providing the Y scout data um, to me, because it's, it's interesting um, that PK came as the run of play actually flipped. So when you look at the attacks per minute, Minnesota's on the decline. St. Louis is climbing. Um, you look at the recoveries, Minnesota's climbing on the recoveries, um, which means they're giving up the ball a bunch. Uh, pressing intensity is uh, St. Louis is climbing and Minnesota's declining. I mean, you're starting to see that everything's starting to change. And so we basically went at this uh, against the run of play. And that's a that's a big thing. Like, I feel like the win, even though um, – the, the attacks for St. Louis climbed more um, and their uh, their overall possession climbed. It was more because we let our foot off the gas a little bit 
And yeah. it, and it, they just still felt like, as I was saying before, their passing was just very back and forth. Like they, Tony, as you said, they didn't know what to do. Like all of a sudden, right. they were actually gaining a foothold in this match, and mm-hmm. we go against our play, get a PK, score mm-hmm. it, take the lead. It's the that was the first time they hadn't had the lead, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they're like, "What the what the hell?" And yeah. you could see it in the offense. the The offense never really. They had a couple dangerous moments, and that was it. Yeah. You yeah. The announcer, did you hear the answer though? Did what you hear the, the color commentator? The uh, color commentator on Apple TV. I don't remember who it was. He for like at least two to five minutes. He was when they went down one. He's like, they know what to do. They've been in a situation. Before. I was just going to say that St. Louis is here. You know, it's but I'm like I'm going. What? They're an expansion what? team. They don't know what the frick to do. Well, no. no idea. I was just going to say that, Tony. That's funny that you brought that up. But I mean, they technically had. They've been down to Portland, um, and Austin, and, and Austin mm-hmm. wasn't that the opener? Yeah. So they had been down before in games. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, the interesting thing was, I think they brought it up uh, during the broadcast as well. Where this game went in nil nil at halftime. Well, guess what? Their game against RSL did as well, but they came out and scored four goals against Real Real Salt Lake in the second half. But they brought that up too, and I was like, "This isn't the same game here." Okay, no, that and I mean, that, that was my point. They they haven't yeah. played a team like Minnesota yet. They haven't yeah. played yeah. a low scoring you know, heavy defensive game yet. But. Well, and also could, they haven't played against a team that passes the ball straight to their forwards to, in order yeah. to get themselves a goal. And I, I could see, I could That's see the announcers, yeah. the announcers saying that if, if, if we're like in game like 20 or 25, where a team has been behind before and come back, but it's happened twice. Okay. Saying they know how to do this, get back in the game and win a game is like, come on. This is just yeah. foolish. Yeah. And and to be fair, and we touched on this earlier, I think, you know, earlier in the season, you know, saying this isn't the expansion team of your grandfather or, or even father. This this is a new era where expansion teams have the choice, have the ability to come in with a, a strong side. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not knocking St. Louis. I, I think like we I think we were talking about it off air. I think they might be, you know, in for a wake up call. You know, and David, mm-hmm. you mentioned, aren't they going to Seattle next week? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, no, they, I, they I have Seattle, Cincinnati's doing very well this year, right? Um, they they also have Dallas coming up in a few weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got LAFC before. June. Yeah, I got, feel like, yeah, I feel like you know there are exceptions to this, but for the most part, MLS <laughs> is a very difficult league, especially to win on the road consistently. It's amazing that Minnesota has won three road matches in a row uh they've only done that once before um so but i think st louis is gonna their fan base you know especially is gonna wake up to the fact this is a difficult league any given saturday you know any team is gonna show up to play and it's it's not easy to be a consistent winner in this league now it, it does happen occasionally you get teams that are just unstoppable but for the most part yeah, good buckle up because it, it's a very up and down uh, league in season and most likely will be like we we all learned last year as fans of the loons. It's extremely up and down for us. So we'll yeah, it's uh yeah. again, we'll see what happens. Uh this game 
course, guys, ends 1-0. Uh, we did have – how many minutes of extra time do we have that we couldn't well, account seven. for? There was seven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was seven. I was, I mean, St. Louis, woof, glad we hung on because St. Louis had, I think, their best chances – in that added time, Tony. Yeah, they did. Like, I, I think it, it, like I think uh, uh, blank in here, but uh, the German. Uh, I'm sorry, Klaus. 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 Klaus had maybe, arguably, his best opportunity in added time. Klaus. Klaus also stuck his head way too low, and got yeah. a knee. True. Yes, there was that. There was a moment where you could argue, definitely could argue for a red card. There, there's no doubt about I, it. No, no, no not a red card. card. I'm not, not arguing. Hey, card. slow down. He oh, he come bent over. on. No way. Oh, yeah. no way. No. Slow down, you guys. I'm just saying. You can't I, get a. No. Slow down. I'm just. That's funny. I, I'm, talking, I'm talking. I'm talking. Dave. If you're a fan of this, yeah. This is what I'm going to say to you. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I, I'm just saying, if you're a fan of St. Louis, if you're a fan of City, you might be able to make that argument. Well, no, it, it, the thing is, like, I, nice I I'm it. not. I'm not making that argument. I'm not. Yeah, you're you right. Don't, he don't he put bend your head he put, that low. Yes, no, and I think ultimately there is no argument on our from our side. He literally bent down into his foot. So come on, right? Yeah. But there was, well, was cor- like there was of course but... yeah. Yeah. yeah there was of course the um uh the fear that the referee might actually call that though that's right. always a fear that'd be bullshit that'd be bullshit it would be, be bullshit, so bullshit. But it would be bullshit but there was there's obviously nobody trusts pro, pro referees the thing so. I'll say though yeah the thing I'll say is that, yeah there was a couple scary moments in added time but for the most part you know the after Luis you know you know, cashed in Tony uh, on his penalty kick, then I think Minnesota did well in the, I'm in the last, what, 20, 10, 15, 20 hey. minutes, whatever it got up to. So that I was happy about that. Yeah. We got the victory guys. It's all that matters. Yeah. We got the victory. Uh, we, we give St. Louis their first loss. St. Louis, of course, is still at the top of the table, but we are gradually moving up a little we're bit. We're moving up. Yeah. Fourth and got and have a game in hand, so there's and we're still undefeated, and we're still undefeated. Uh, We're one of three three teams that are undefeated in MLS right now. Three, yep, Cincinnati, Seattle, and Cincinnati. That's right. Wait, no, no, Seattle's LAFC is not not Seattle. Yeah, okay. Damn straight. We're we're one of three. I mean, come on. Does St. Louis have that? No, absolutely not. And so, guys, yeah, let's say. Yeah, I mean, I guess it shouldn't be a huge surprise, but in what is this our sixth year of existence? Six, uh, seven, 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 counting, yeah, counting this year. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is the best start, you know, the club has gotten off to after five games, 11 points. So, no arguing, no, or no arguing about, uh, I mean, you just got to be happy with where they're at because, yeah. you know, you're playing in yeah. all these, you know, one goal games as the loons are you know, it, it easily could be flipped. And so, yeah, we were all disappointed, uh, what, against Vancouver last week where, you know, Vancouver got the late equalizer. But, hey, to to still get a point out of that game, yeah, maybe it should have been three. But here we're sitting 11 points after five games, the best start in, in seven years. So, love it. So, guys, I asked you guys this last night. Um, did we start a new rivalry with this game, giving St. Louis their first ever loss? And I hope so. I, I think – I think it'll depend yeah. on how St. Louis responds. If, Agreed. if yeah. in six weeks, eight weeks, we can look back or they can look back, I should say, and see that 
Minnesota beating them for the first loss sent them into a spiral. Mm-hmm. I could see some bad blood at the least um, yeah. boil up. Um, but you know, if they, you know, if they do pretty well and maintain a one, two, three position by you know summer, it's hard to say. I yeah. you know it, obviously. There, uh, you know, MLS is going to try to manufacture this SKC St. Louis City, um, and you know, Minnesota is going to be the one left out of right. everything no, that's as true. usual. That's a good point. That's um, a good point. So, it, it, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think it. Yeah, I think it depends on if if St. Louis all of a sudden finds themselves in like eighth, ninth, and by June, and you can come back to this match. I could see it boiling up. Yeah. I, I don't think that MLS is going to allow a rivalry, like David was saying. I think that it has to be a natural thing that happens. And I mean, David's right. I think that if they go on a, on a tailspin right now and they go, oh, well, Minnesota beat us, and they have this feeling like we have to beat Minnesota now to get ourselves back into the game, well, then that's a rivalry. I, don't, I yeah. just don't know if MLS is going to allow that to happen yeah. uh, because they have their own sets of rivalries they want you know and unfortunately yeah. we don't have anybody close to us so and it's interesting it how yeah. and it's interesting how they the the schedule flipped you know change i should say this year where mm-hmm. you know where where every you know you're gonna play a lot more teams than you normally would didn't you know i isn't that isn't that the case correct me if i'm wrong didn't they change kind of change up the schedule where you're gonna play more eastern conference teams or am i getting that way off I'm thinking of baseball. Um, I'm definitely thinking of baseball, but did they yeah. make a change with their scheduling as well? It's a. I don't think I so. I don't remember. Okay. All right. Well, I'm way off, but it's a little. No, I, you I might not thought. be. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> Any, anyway, yeah. I, I I hope Connor. To your point, I hope it does because I mean I think I'd. I mean, I feel like the the Kansas City rivalry just never. It is our rivalry by default, but it just never, I don't know. It, it, it hasn't really taken off maybe because it's been yeah. so one-sided most of the time, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just hopeful that this could turn into a new rivalry. So, yeah, I think uh, the only way Minnesota is getting a full-on rivalry is if they make an MLS team in Milwaukee or something like that. I think, yeah, uh, yeah that's the only thing. Winnipeg, oh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Winnipeg could, Winnipeg could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Winnipeg. Do it. I could drive it up there. Uh, guys, let's take a quick break. If we come back, we'll let David rant on the whole Amaria Mender. It's gonna be short. Thing yeah. going. Well, it's a short rant, but it's a good rant because it's it it's stats. You know, people can understand that, and we'll have some uh, history and a funny story. Here we go. So back in just one minute, and we are back. Holy crap. Whoa. Where'd all those fans come from? I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Take a little break, guys. Uh, I do have to mention, I did uh, at Napa Valley yesterday. I did pick up Ayer from Napa Valley. I also picked up a beer I've had on the podcast before, guys. It's the Hauenstein beer from New Ulm. We talked about this, I don't know how many months ago. Uh, They're trying to bring back Hauenstein from 1864. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they've got that at the, uh, liquor store I go to. It's good beer. 
guys see it in the store, pick it up for a six pack. I think it was like 10 bucks for a six pack of uh, pounders. So can't beat it. Um, let's do the rant. David, you sent us some stats about Amria, uh, Mender. I know there was some back and forth on the social media about uh, Mender getting pulled off last night for Sonny Dotson. Why is Amria still in there? Go at it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? A lot of real time tweets um, when Mender came off. Like, why in the world? Why, you know, why are we using Amaria? Who can't, why can't, you know, he see that Amaria is stagnant, blah, 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 blah. Right. And it, and it's, it's crazy. I've been a Luis apologist. I mean, ever since he showed up, but so I'm maybe on a slightly biased, but so I wanted to go in and dig into the stats. Look, the stats leading up to last night's game. He led in, these are all at 90 per 90 minutes, um, led in X-goal, X-goal assists, uh, progressive carries, passes, and received passes, shots taken, tagons leading to shots, fouls leading to shots, goal creating acts, touches in both the attacking third and the PK area. I mean, he is... That is basically every offensive stat with the exception of two. That's dribbles and passing accuracy. Okay, he leads Mender on all of those stats, and he leads Bongi on all of those stats, and he led um, Franco on several of those stats. I mean, he is not doing poorly. Now, everybody sees the things that we see because – Everyone sees the passes and the touches because the camera follows the ball, right? Mm -hmm. Look, I, I was trying to tell, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, John Martholler. I responded to a tweet that he had um, from during game time about how, you know, he said, yikes, that Amari was still in there. And, it, and I was saying all those things that I just said. And I said, look, the things that he's not doing well at, dribbles, the initial touch, passing, they're not terrible. They're just pretty average. And the reality is, as I, I mentioned this earlier, they're confidence issues. Those are things that you can be a good player and just have a heavy touch every now and then. You can get into the yips and you can have that heavy touch. You can just shoot off kilter and and miss some things that you probably shouldn't have been missing right we've had this discussion about players before yep. and it to top it off you have the off the ball stuff that we don't always get to see but you do get to see it a lot in the in the matches our camera angles are wide enough you get to see a lot of that stuff we would not have had two goals in the in the last right two games because yeah. of his off-the-ball runs. Both PKs were caused by his activity off the ball to some extent. This one especially was. I mean, he's doing the things that you want him to do. Sure, 100% agree, he needs to tighten up his passing. Though I should point out, he was 84% passing last night, which was second best on the team. And he needs to do better with his touches. But he's still 
getting those passes. Like I said, received passes, progressive yeah. passes. He's connecting and he's taking them. And it's just sometimes we see the things that we don't want to see that we, and, you know, we yeah, get tied I, up in this. And, and I don't want to interrupt your rant, but uh, yeah, I think, I think some of that frustration that he clearly, even in, in his, in Minnesota's half, he, he kind of turned the ball over with some of those bad passes that you're mentioning. Yeah. And then there was that ball, that beautiful ball from our, I can't remember if it was first or second half, but the beautiful ball from Ariaga that, that got, mm-hmm to Luis, you know, in the box and he kind of had a, I think it was a heavy touch, like you mentioned, but I'm not sure that was, I don't, he wasn't right footed for that. I, I don't know if he was in the best position. I mean, he clearly could have been done better, but I don't think you could say he missed an obvious goal scoring chance in that. Right. And, you know, there was another time where I pointed out that Luis needs to be more selfish, right? There was yeah, um, where he could have taken that mm-hmm. ball, another touch and had a he shot. Right, he, he held, held up. up. He, held he up. did hold up. That was the, he went for the cross instead. Yeah, that that was the one where I kind of made a comment because I almost looked like Bongi made a dummy. Yes. Um, yep. A dummy, and then who did it get to? Was it Ariaga at the end? I, uh, I um, think so. It was either him or Franco, I believe. But yeah, there was that yeah. point. Yeah, I remember the play you're talking about. And that was actually his one completed cross <laughs> um, <laughs> that he had for the stat. Um, but. You know, I think it comes down to there. there's a Venn diagram here of people who dislike, have disliked, or do dislike Adrian Heath, and mm-hmm. people who are annoyed with Amaria getting minutes over Mender. Mm-hmm. And it, they can't complain about Heath because, as we've already discussed, or Dave, as you pointed out, this is our best start. Mm-hmm. And it, so they can't complain about Heath. So they've latched on to Amaria because the vast majority of people don't pay attention to the stuff that diehard yeah. fans do. And mm-hmm. they know that they can latch on to these little things and and complain and tie that back to Heath, you know, showing favorites or whatever. And they still get a way to piss on Heath. That's um, a yeah, I, that's I a good, think it is. That's a good point because you know, Mender is is starting to get national attention. Um, right. You know, because he scored a couple goals here in the first few weeks mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah. And so Mender's getting the attention. Um, and so, hey, you latch on to that. Hey, Men- hey, this is our guy. He's getting national attention. That is Mender. Um, so, whoa, whoa yeah. why are you taking him off? And Luis, what yeah. are you doing? Well, you know? Exactly. And it, the thing is, is that we've already said, uh, well, actually, maybe that was on the break. No, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Mender hasn't been lights out he hasn't mm-hmm. been no well, I think that, that was my comment in the game i mean like he mender garcia in my opinion didn't make a huge impact to this game now i mean stats could split that a different way but like in my re-watching the game mender did not stand out right you know as a top performer to me in this game you know and he, yeah and he, i think he, i wouldn't have been broken and heartbroken either way you know, whichever guy he would have pulled off, right? That would have been whatever. Point. That's I mean, my it, point. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'd made a co- comment to us to the thread last night that I just felt like, you know, Amaria looks like he's more fit to go longer. And that, that's yeah, just it. And that could, that could have been, you know, it could have, this argument could be for not because maybe, you know, they know something we don't. Maybe, right. you know, Mender wasn't going to be able to go a full 90. We just don't know. Mender's, Mender's a young guy. Okay, I mean, Mender is younger than Amaria by a couple of years, I think. Is it not? Yeah. I, is Amaria I mean, like twenty five? 
And Mender's like, what? I think Mender's like 20, isn't he? He's pretty young. I forget how old he is, but he is I mean, he's not. Him, yeah. yeah, so maybe it's a thing of him getting off, taking Mender off yesterday was because of lack of experience. We were still uh, at that point, nil-nil, uh, leaving Amaria in there. He's been in that situation before. Mender has not. Mender was a little gassed. Uh, yeah. Sonny Dawson's got experience. You know, all sorts of things that go into that. I don't think it's because uh, Heath is favoring Amaria over Mender. It's about what the game is telling you at that point. Yeah, right. right? right. And, 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 and for all we know, maybe Mender's ill too. Like, we don't know what. I mean, if you have Boxel and Lud are ill, why couldn't another player or another few players be mm-hmm. under the weather? We don't know why. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. reality is. Mm-hmm. As as Dave, you said, this is a big nothing burger. I mean, yeah. there's it. It cares? is, it, but it becomes <laughs> it becomes it becomes a bigger pro. It becomes a bigger problem I, if the loons either draw or lose. Yes, right. Yeah, and right. I think more people are complaining about. You yeah. brought it up. You you mentioned Heath Tony. I think that's the point we should be focusing on. I mean, I think Heath made the right decision to bring on Hassani mm-hmm. Donson at that moment for a forward. So be it. It was. Mender, let's move on. And then actually, you know, now that we know the outcome of the game, you know, Luis Armaria drew the foul in the box, which led to his penalty kick. He scored, you know, the game's only goal. So it's all good. And yeah, it was a perfect decision. Yeah. And that's why I want to give Heath credit. I mean, Heath is the early front, you know, one of the front runners for manager of the year, because I think we touched on the first half of this pod, but like the things that he has done this year that has been so different to what, you know, he's done in the past. He's actually yeah. been flexible in the formations and the substitutions and, you know, dealing with a, a you know, you know, let's admit it. We're, we're, we're short here as long as we don't have Reynoso and, you know, until John comes in. So. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good point because you, you, nobody expected Minnesota to do as well as they have without Emmanuel Reynoso. Not nobody even expect, us. Yeah. Not even <laughs> not us. Not we even didn't us. expect to be un, undefeated no. after five games. No. So with Heath being so flexible, uh, I don't know if it's because of the injuries and international call-ups, and that's why he's being forced to be flexible with all of these, um, with, with all of these different formations and who he's putting on the field. But it's worked. He's made it work, and nobody right. expected that in the in the first five minutes. And uh, yeah. also, just off topic here, off off topic here about Luis Samaria, and I think another reason that. Um, maybe people might be getting down on him is because they uh, they are still expecting him to be that poacher that we all wanted to wanted wanted him to be and he isn't scoring yet but he is doing everything else off the ball and so the fact that he's not scoring i think is adding to the fact that hey let's criticize this guy for a little bit but he's playing well so like that i i don't know i don't understand like it's it's working what why is yeah yeah, you know, least, he's he's definitely not a top 10 forward in the league. Yeah. I mean, but neither is Mender. <laughs> you right. know, so it's like, you know, cut some slack to Adrian Heath for picking his guy to to continue this. There's no reason to be arguing about it because, right. just, I, you know, I think it's stats don't lie. Um, I think he's doing what he needs to do. Are there things he could do better? Of course. And yeah. maybe and hopefully he will fix those. Can we all just agree on one thing here with the loons in this beginning of the season? I think we're just all enjoying the ride right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think that For sure. um, 
Oh, I, I think the four of us really aren't nitpicking too much about what's going on. We're having, I mean, we're a little bit, but not too much. It reminds me of uh, the Minnesota Vikings last year when they had, a, you know, a great season last year. And people would nitpick all year about what they weren't doing correctly, even though they were winning games. Right, Dave, yeah. am I right about that? I mean, me and Dave are Vikings fans. Yes. I mean, people yes. would nitpick about them. They'd win games, but people would be like, well, what about this? And what about this? And this sucks and this sucks. It's like, just enjoy it. Enjoy right. what you have right now. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's not that bad. You know, I mean, maybe that's yeah, a Minnesota that's a thing. It, it might it be. I think it, it might be. I, I mean, from from that point of view, it's like, yeah, really. It, I think it's just the whole Minnesota sports mentality. It's been well publicized, but yeah, like that's a good reference to the Vikings. It's yeah, they they what they won thirteen games. Hey, great regular yeah. season. Enjoy it. But I think most fans in the back of their mind knew for a majority of the games that they won, they were lucky. And when it really came, you know, and when it when they got to the postseason, they lose. But hey, lucky or not, it's it. fun to it's fun as a fan of your hometown club. It's fun to see them win. So yeah, enjoy it exactly. That's that's a good point, Tony. Just enjoy the wins, enjoy the draws, enjoy being undefeated. So all right, well, Dave's got to leave. Dave's got to leave here in a little bit. He just texted us, said I got to go. So let's go to uh, let's do some Minnesota soccer history right now with Connor. All righty, what do you got? Uh, well, let's see. We've got it. Today is April 2nd. So let's move back a week. We're going to go all the way back to March, everyone. Uh, let's see. All right. So we're going to go with March 29th, 1986. The Strikers win 3-1 at the Baltimore Blast, another Minnesota indoor soccer game. A fairly low-scoring game for... Uh, for an indoor soccer game, so hats off to the Strikers for that one. The blast, the, really? The Baltimore blast, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, now we're gonna go with March thirty first. Let's go with um, two thousand seventeen. United signed Sam Cronin and Mark Birch from the oh. Colorado Rapids. Remember those guys? Yeah. I, I I loved mm-hmm. Sam Cron- Sam Cronin. I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Um. And then let's do one more. Let's do one more. Um, okay. We're going to go with April 1st when United signed in 2015 Geisen Mora from a Singaporean side called Haugang United. I don't mm-hmm. know who Geisen Mora is. So I don't either. Yeah. No, never heard of him. Yeah. yeah. Really? That's 2015. They... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They signed yeah. him and he never. Did anything with us? I guess I don't know, but it was cause... 2015 back in the NSL. Oh days. yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, speaking of yeah. speaking of uh, the United guys, uh, somebody mentioned today. I'm trying to think who it was um, on Twitter. I'm trying to think it was somebody I follow mentioned that they finally MLS finance has existing since 2015 for MNUFC. Oh, Which was when they, uh, they became that's when they became in the with in the lower leagues. They became MNUFC. I think. No, that was twenty thirteen. That was twenty thirteen. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's twenty thirteen. Okay, that's what they're saying yeah. now. They're ex- nice. they've decided to move it back to that point when they're existing now. So, um, okay, which is that's which kind is of nice of them. Yeah, um, it's nice of them to do that. So yeah, you know, it's so funny because in the FIFA game they they date them back to two thousand ten. 
Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah it's because they they mm-hmm. date back to the the stars days uh, mm-hmm. back then. Why not? Yeah. All right. Well, good soccer history, uh, Connor. Finally, guys, before we go, just a quick funny story. Uh, this has to do with well, not Minnesota, but it's a Minnesota thing. Uh, fishing contests, guys. We have those up Ooh. here. Uh, two men pleaded guilty after being accused of stuffing fish with weights at a tournament. Uh, it's in Cleveland. Two men accused of stuffing fish with lead weights and fish fillets in an attempt to win thousands of dollars uh, in an Ohio fishing tournament last fall pleaded guilty this week to charges including cheating. I don't pay attention to fishing tournaments, but I remember the story. I'm not sure how it popped up or how I heard about it, but uh, yeah, I definitely remember this one. Mm. How the uh, cheating allegations surfaced in September, Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament. Uh, suspicious when the fish they turned in by Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky Ooh, Kaminsky uh, were significantly heavier than typical walleye. Mm. The uh, p- crowd of people watched as they cut the walleye open and found weights and walleye fillets stuffed inside. Hello. Uh, when did they finish? Deal... Sorry, go ahead. Go uh, part of a plea deal, they decided that they would uh, agree to a three-year suspension of their fishing licenses. Kamiski also agreed to give up his bass boat worth a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand wow. dollar bass boat. Jesus. Uh they agreed That's to a drop down the payment attempt. on a house. Yeah. So these guys have done this shit before. Uh they would have received a little over twenty-eight thousand dollars in prizes for winning the tournament. Uh I guess cheating in fishing contests is a thing. I well, do they think that the fish it? wouldn't be inspected, though. Like, yeah, that, like how the, there must be no, some kind of regulations normal, to, normally, to find out normally, if it's actually like normally they don't with. counter. Normally they don't counter. They just yeah. really? it up and weigh it. Yeah, yeah. So is it because they got too greedy and made them too heavy? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. tripped it off. I you mean, know, people mm-hmm. said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! We, we know where they were fishing. We know what they're doing. There's no way they could have caught that much." You know, mm-hmm. fish that's unrealistic, and so mm-hmm. it must have been enough complaints got them, yeah. got them in trouble. But yeah, I remember hearing them about the story, and it's like, yeah, you're right, I, I didn't realize this was a thing, but it is because there's huge money involved. Did you say what the prize they you know would have won was? But in that story, twenty-eight thousand dollars, twenty-eight twenty, and that's for a weekend or a day, even. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's yeah. good money, it's not you know, this mm-hmm. is not just for fun, you're talking about big money involved, so. yeah, no kidding. I mean, I can understand cheating at a bags tournament or uh, for a couple hundred bucks or like something like that. But like, this is like $20,000 here. Yeah. How do you cheat at bags? Oh. <laughs> I'm lucky I didn't spit out my beer oh. there. That is a good point. Tony, if you know how to cheat in bags, I'd love to know. Like, hey boys, but by the way, hey, can you guys go inside uh, for a minute? Tony's got the magic touch we all don't know about, apparently. <laughs> guys, how do you, that, how do you cheat this is a funny story. How do you cheat the bags? Yeah. How do you cheat the bags, guys? <laughs> oh, is that when you got caught? I don't know. Uh, hey, can you go that. inside for a minute while I take my turn? Bags <laughs> <laughs> over to the hole and drop. <laughs> Could you guys like turn around? Turn around here. Yeah. Turn look around. over that way. Oh, watch. Yeah. Hey, watch uh, hey, look. There's a there's a fish. Yeah. Hey, look. There's a there's a hundred pound walleye over there. Yeah. <laughs> look, kid. Look, kid's a deer. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, bags. It probably can't shoot at bags, but something else. You know. Yeah. 
don't we know, get your point. Turn, we get your point. Turn, what hey, is look on TV. There's the yeah. Lake Erie Championship there. Yeah. So this guy cheated and they lost and stupid. I mean, come on, stupid. Uh, David reminded me before we get out of here, guys, we forgot to predict the next week's game against Chicago. Mm-hmm. Big one. So let's quickly go around the horn here. And uh, David, go first. What's your prediction for next week against Chicago? Well, uh, Chicago has uh, scored some goals against some good teams. Mm. Um, they're not doing great in the standings, but um, they have not done well at home. They're 0 and 3. You know, we, of course, have uh, three road wins. Are you I'm... talking win, lose, draw, or win, draw, lose? Sorry. I'm oh, confused. win, win, lose, draw. Win, lose, draw. So I'm going to go. Two two zero Minnesota. All right, all right, David. Is Shakiri, is Shakiri back? Real quick, he's not, is he? Is Shakiri? I don't believe so. I don't think so. But knowing our luck to be him, they still have Calvo. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. They don't have Calvo anymore. Oh. <laughs> uh that was a long time. Dave, what's your prediction for next week against Chicago? All right, I'll try and keep this quick. But yeah, I think like David touched on they. Chicago is a team that has, unlike, in my opinion, St. Louis, like Chicago's played some serious competition, yeah. um, inclu- including NYCFC, mm-hmm. like we started this year with. But, um, they, yeah, and they, the results don't look great, but it, it, their goal differential, I think, is even, seven goals, seven scored, seven allowed. Yeah. Um, it's tough to win on the road. Are we going to set a new record for, um, you know, road wins? consecutive road wins which we would if we win our fourth consecutive road win mm-hmm. here here's the deal like i'm torn because i gotta pick this team to lose eventually but i feel like i'm always wrong right so i'm gonna you know so i don't want to pick the loons to win and then have them lose so i'm gonna keep i'm I'm just having fun with this until i actually get one correct i'm gonna pick the loons to lose one two again so Believe me, I'm a homer. I want to pick the loons, but I, I just I got to play off this. I've never been correct, so I feel like if I uh, pick them to lose, they'll win. Uh, and so that's uh, why I'm doing this. I love uh, the loons. Uh, You're a jerk. Right. They lose. I know. If they, if they actually <laughs> lose two to one, and I finally get my first prediction right, then I'm gonna be pissed. Mm. Think of it this way: right. Dave. you should you should put a bet on it that way. Yeah, bet on you them should. to lose. Yeah, mm-hmm. that way you will be wrong. Right. I mean, if I was going to be boring, I'd go with one nil Minnesota, but I'll stick with a one two Chicago. Good, good pick, Dave. Uh, Connor, what do you got? Um, yeah, I'm looking at uh, Chicago's schedule right now. Obviously, Chicago is the one team that didn't play on the first day uh, when MLS mm-hmm. opened, so they but they have played five games just like us here. Mm-hmm. Um, so which means they're short a uh, few games compared to most other teams. Um, yeah, their competition's been big. Uh, New York City, Philadelphia, Cincinnati. Um, they haven't lost at home, but they haven't won at home either. Um, I'm gonna say I I think we're gonna I, I think we're gonna win. I I think we're gonna do. I'm going to do a 3-1 win, Minnesota. I I think um, we're going to find a way past their defense, especially since uh, it seems 
Um, well, they haven't let in too many goals, but uh, there have been a couple games where they've let in multiple goals. So maybe uh, uh, maybe Jong will get one of those. So mm-hmm. yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go last here. I'm going to actually, I like David's pick 2 0. Uh, I picked wow. the Lewis win 2 0. Uh, because I just think that uh, they're in a roll right now. They they they're playing great. Um, you know, and... they're not allowing too many goals at Soldier Field, which is crazy. Uh, That's cool. but uh, yeah, it's gonna be a cool game. Be nice to watch the Apple TV. So I'll pick a and... two uh, nil win. And yeah, and I mean, hopefully Robin Lude will be healthy again, and and we'll have a strong lineup. Uh, against against uh, you know I guess it's mm-hmm. so early you don't know you know yeah. team like it's it's hard to predict this but I want I for the record I I really want to pick them to, lo- don't, to win don't, but uh, don't. I'm just gonna don't. stick don't. with stop. what works so. don't patronize don't. Dave just stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. all right stop. I'm done stop. I'm done all right anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here uh just that MNUFC add insult to injury. MNUFC two beat City two tonight, uh three to one. And uh uh Cameron Ready go deuce. Cameron Dunbar had I think it was from 25, maybe 30 yards out, just a tremendous set piece goal. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the other thing I want to Joseph Rosales played a majority of this game, game minutes, so mm-hmm. that was interesting to see. So, oh wow. Yeah. No. So yeah, I just mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to to beat uh, St. Louis for a second time on Sunday night. So yeah, yeah, nice guys. It was a good podcast. I just want to say before we got here, it was uh, pretty good. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. Yeah, it was a good podcast. Guys. Good podcast. Awesome. Pretty so good. Uh, yeah, oh. so great. We have a soundboard now, which is fantastic. The uh, the playing around with it, Uh So for myself, Tony. For Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Loons. Go Loons. Go Loons.